Jeff Lagerman, Kevin Favor, and Kirk Waltz. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. <laughs> it's Good me, morning. Jeff Lagerman, Kevin yeah. Favor, Kirk Waltz, and our technical guru, Big Bill. Uh huh. We're all here in the studio. Mm-hmm. Good morning, boys. Good morning, brother. How are you? I mean, I'm doing good. Good morning. I'm actually good morning. doing very good. It's, you know. The, the great thing about this time of year is is that uh, not only do we get to prepare for hunting season, we also get to do a little fishing. Uh-huh. Yep. And our fishing has been pretty good. Yeah. it's it, uh, we Kirk and I have had a good week. Yep. You know, it's it's been on again, off again, but better this week than it's been basically all year. Yeah, and it, so, it just required, we just had to keep working at it. Well, yeah. and, and we're working at it. Buddy. We're kind of unique, you know, <laughs> yeah. that, you know, we're talking to people that, you know, in Kansas, they're in Nebraska, they're in Pennsylvania, they're in upstate right. New York. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and folks, you know, sometimes, uh, you, you got to take a look at taking a trip to Florida in the fall. Yeah. Um, just not to brag. I mean, we do live in what is called the fishing capital of the world. And when we get in August, you know, usually we have, I mean, just, outstanding fishing on a lot of fronts and then another thing that we have this year we were kind of talking during the break is that you know, does anybody not like shrimp oh if, they, if you don't like shrimp, shrimp there's there's uh, only one reason I, you're allergic to them yeah you know if yeah you're, you're right, to you're them, right. Yeah, you don't right. like them yeah. but other than that i think everybody does yeah and and you know this time of year uh we usually have the beginnings of of our shrimping season right. here in florida and uh we're having probably one of our best years ever uh, if not the best ever yeah and so uh, yeah. so folks for for all of you that like to buy shrimp right. across the country uh you're probably eating shrimp from our area and it and the price should be very good to you this year yeah it should and you know one other thing that that we always need to let folks know because it's funny i jeff i, I just like you you know we've got friends all over the, the country and you know like i i talked to my buddy kevin teoban in kansas because i'm going you know hunting up there this year and yeah. Then I'm like, dude, put the trail cameras out. Start sending me some pictures, you know. But anyway, it's like 110. Oh, it's been hot. You know, and, and, and seriously, you know, Kirk and I fish. Midwest had a really hot summer. Fish every day. And, and, dude, there's been a couple hours where it's been hot on the ocean. But for the most part, dude, it's been pleasant. Yeah. yeah. And, we, and, you we, know, we we've actually that, had in our area. Yeah. Know, we've had some pretty nice weather. But, you know. You know, well, now when you get to the dock. It's different. You know, when you get in your truck, you're like, that gum, it's, it's hot. No, it's oh, yeah. it's cooking. Yeah, it, it's I'm, cooking. But but on the ocean, when you know, a lot of times people come down there like, dude, I ain't going out there in that heat. Well, the reason that we fish offshore is because it's not hot. It's funny, it's funny that you say that because my buddy Ed, who you know I grew up with since Winnie the Pooh preschool, <laughs> and he, he's an American citizen, met a girl, uh, and uh, lives up in Montreal, Canada now. Mm-hmm. You know, he kind of splits time between the states and, and montreal and he splits time between uh, he's got some hunting property in virginia mm-hmm. right you know his dream piece of land in an area that we used to love to be able to have access to mm-hmm. and uh and his wi- uh future wife 
is uh, uh, French Canadian. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. And so at night up there, he says at night, you know, they don't have air conditioning that needs to run. He says at night it gets down 55, you know, 60 for the most part. But they had a little stretch there when it got hot, you know, just like everybody right. across the Midwest. And 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 he was telling uh, his future wife, hey, I'm going to go down and fish with Jeff for a couple of days, which, you know, annual deal yeah. with me and him. Right. And she goes, she why would you to go it. to Florida <laughs> in the summertime to fish? Well, first of all, because fishing's pretty good. And number two, it's not that hot yeah. compared to other parts of the country in, in the summertime. I mean, we have sea breezes that really kind of keep our weather fairly cool. Yeah. You look at, I don't know if you guys have seen Texas. Texas had 33 or 34 days of over 100 degree heat. Holy cow. And here's the bad part. If, if you are a uh, real big fan of going to Texas and, and hunting, yeah. Uh, 249 counties in Texas now have burn burn bans. Yep. Which means the state of Texas has been very dry all summer. Yeah. And for those that like to go down there and deer hunt in their rut, which typically starts, you know, their peak of the rut, I think, is December. What do you think that's going to do to their antlers? Uh, oh, I, yeah. you know, we we've had that com- right. we had that conversation with Scotty Brown, um, you know, our, our one of our wildlife biologists that we talked to, who lives in Texas, by the way. Because we've had, you know, where where we hunt, which is in Georgia, Jeff, you know, we we've had a lot of a lot of drought there. We had it, we it, had an early spring yeah. drought, and, mm-hmm. and I, I I asked Scotty that, you know, and he said absolutely. Well, it I, will I can tell you, you know, the the one thing that I always kind of point to when it comes to to weather conditions and drought conditions for deer, particularly in the West, mm-hmm. Mike Colon, and you guys know him. He for years was the assistant director of the Navajo Nation Game and Fish Department. Now he's head of land. Good friend of mine. Will you uh, please? Have him come him on, on as show, a guest. Uh, I mean, that, that was—he was one of the best guests we ever he's had. He's got great stories. Cool. That bear, the bear story has got to be recalled. <laughs> no, it's, 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 that is classic. It's, it's one of the classics of all time. Oh, yeah. that is so fun. Yeah. Well, I remember going out there many years. I'd go, well, not many, but a few years. I had a chance to go out there and mule deer hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you know, going out there. I would ask Mike, you know, how's the deer, you know, sightings been? And the first thing he would talk about was whether they had rain or not. Because, yeah. I mean, that's an arid climate. Yeah. You know, so if they had rain, he said the antlers would be phenomenal. Hmm. And that that was the single number one determinant factor, the size of the antlers. And the Navajo Nation stretches into, I believe, four states. It's Colorado or Utah, Arizona, New Mexico, and I think butts right up against the Colorado border. But I don't think there's any any land in Colorado. But he said that was the single most important factor for antler development mm-hmm. in that arid climate. Well, you think about it. I mean, the, the heat dries everything up, and that's a, a part and parcel. It dries up their antlers because there's a lack of food, lack of water. There's a lot of uh, you know, but, but nutrients that they get out of that they don't get. Being devil's advocate here, right? I mean, there ain't a whole lot of water in Kansas, brother. Yeah, you no, know? No, that's that's what it is in Kansas. But you know? when I'm when I'm talking about like when I mentioned yeah. Texas. You know how many? And I say 249 counties have burn bans. Mm-hmm. How many counties in Texas are there? There's 254, yeah. I believe. So that means there's only five counties in the entire state that uh, that don't have a burn ban. Wow. They need a little tropical something over there. That's what they need. And and here's here's the crazy thing. The loan here's the uh, the news release that came out from the Texas Forest Service. The Lone Star's uh, state's previous outdoor burn ban record was set in January of 2006 with 221 counties mm-hmm. that had burn bans. 
So, I mean, this is an all-time record drought for the state of Texas. Mm. And, and, if, and if you looked at, you know, if you ever pick up the USA Today or you look at the, the weather map at websites across the country and you look at the temperatures, you know, <laughs> they've been smoking hot. They yeah. have been. Well, and, and the other thing to consider is, too, we've, we've talked about it uh, off and on for weeks, is that there have to be considerations in working in this kind of heat, too. You know, we're all getting ready for hunting season. For us, it's uh, September uh, uh, 10th in south georgia georgia and um you've got to be really careful this time of year you know we've got all our food pots done we've done a lot of work on our place and larry went up the other day one of the members and you got to start working at crack of dawn five thirty-six in the morning and by 11 o'clock 12 o'clock you got to get out yeah because you know you're talking about 105 degree humature yeah and if you're not careful you'll you'll hurt yourself you know that's kind of laughing uh you know me, man, I always record a certain number of outdoor shows, you know, that I like to watch. And one of them is, you know, we had Lee and Tiffany on the radio before. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, I like Lee. He's a great guy. Yeah. Incredibly bright. And, of course, you know, when you watch his shows, I mean, the number of deer he's letting walk, you're just going. Yeah. yeah. Making you sick. shaking your head. me? Yeah. Down here, we wouldn't let him walk, you know. You know, he's got this 180-some-inch buck that uh, he told this one guy that was there hunting with him on a show. And he said, you know, I can't shoot him. Because he's three years old. Yeah. Straight I ahead. mean, yeah, you got to be yeah. kidding me. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I was watching him. How many tags do they get in Iowa? I, if I, I think they get two, it's two as residents. Yeah. yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Yep. Uh, because I know uh, the Kiskies and, and Lee and Tiffany and all of them, they always talk about the first buck that they shoot. They like to shoot a mature buck. They don't really care what it is. But then when they, they get a little picky on that second one. Right, right. Sure. You know, and... and uh, but it was funny because listening to him talk about the 2010 season, everybody was kind of singing the blues a little bit about the rut across the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And that it really didn't get hot and heavy when they expected to. And that's, you know, right around November, you know, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, right in that window. Mm-hmm. And and he was he was complaining about how hot it was. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm looking at the way he's dressed and I'm going, is it really that hot? Yeah. I, I, yeah come exactly. down here. Come down here, yeah. you know what heat feels yeah. like. And, yeah. and, and, he, and, he, and he says, you know, and another, another, the next day he goes hunting again. They're kind of following him through the course of this week. And he says, hot once again, it's 52 degrees. <laughs> I'd be jumping up and down at 52, 52. degrees oh, here in the southeast. Me? Are oh, you son, kidding? Are you kidding me? You know, and, and, and the interesting thing about that is, <clears throat> again, I, you know, I can only go on, on my own experience. When I got out of the truck to go to Kansas uh, last year, when when I got out of the truck to go to my stand at two o'clock in the afternoon, it was sixty degrees. Hmm. And, by, and by two forty five, I saw thirteen bucks chasing does at thirteen uh, at at sixty degrees. Hmm. It I, now that was hot. I don't think it matters. No, Jeff. I, 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 I guess that's my point. I mean, you know, now yeah, there was a bunch of tongues hanging out. <laughs> yeah, I mean they were they were dying because they'd been chasing those does all day in yeah. that sixty degree. And that you know, and, and I was sitting on that that little spring fed creek, and dude, they were hammering it. I oh, mean, yeah. they were just coming down there drinking. So, you know, I, I know they talk about and and and, I, and I'm sure that it does deter it to, to some point to some degree, but not on that day. Yeah, you know, I mean, not that that day, Jeff. You know, and, I, and I've told you this. When the does would go by me and they were they were upwind of me, it was like oh, stink. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it's you, you can you can you know that st- same stuff you spray on your boot, yeah. you know, doe and heat. Right. I mean, it smells identical, brother. It's like yeah, but it's like twenty times as strong. Right. You right. know. And when it when that happens, 
Game on. Yeah, <laughs> those bucks have been how long, Jeff? A year? Oh, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, I don't care if it's a hundred and five or negative a hundred and five. I'm running. <laughs> that's right. I'm running. Yep, it's been a year. So. Right, uh, shoot, that's a. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. You know, I I was actually reading a uh, a report this week that talked about hunting license. You know, we we have that segment of people that. Uh, you know, likes to spin numbers, you know, the anti-hunting groups. And mm-hmm. and some states last year actually had a record number of, of deer licenses sold. Mm-hmm. You know, and the anti-hunters like to spin numbers kind of in all kinds of ways. Right. Because, you know, they want to say that, hey, our society is becoming less and less honey. Well, last year, and I wonder if the economy had something to do with that, you know, because the numbers are coming out now about 2008 and 2009. Mm-hmm. And of course, we had you know some economic hardship for a lot of people across the country. Well, what do people do in times of economic hardship? They go hunting. People go hunt. Yeah, go in the know, woods. People want to put food on the table in an inexpensive way, and that's that's through hunting. And so the numbers have started to come out. And if folks, I'd, I'd, let me use this moment to kind of give you a little encouragement to join the National Rifle Association, and and because they are some folks that that lobby very hard for us to keep and protect our hunting rights mm-hmm. that's right not only the, the right to keep and bear arms but also our hunting rights and they're the ones that really look a lot of the numbers and and will tell you know our politicians what the real deal is and then in 08 and 09 there was an all-time high in many states as far as applicants for hunting license because people wanted to put food on the table in an inexpensive way mm-hmm. you know so anyway just wanted to use that as a little psa to encourage people to join the National Rifle Association because we are all members. Mm-hmm. Yes, we absolutely. Are. And uh, we want to encourage everybody out there listening to be members because it is uh, the single most important organization to preserve our hunting rights. And I know Safari Club International yeah. and all the other conservation organizations that do a great job. Join them all. Mm-hmm. Join them all. Because we're going to use that comment. When we had John Sigler, the former president of the NRA, on, he said, look, he said, they want to know numbers when they talk to people in Congress. Anyway, that's just my little PSA there to okay. end this segment of the Hunt Life Outdoor Show with me, Jeff Lagerman, Kevin Favor, Kirk Waltz. You can tell a lot about a person just by looking at them. What they wear speaks volumes as to who they are and where they stand on a number of things, from their favorite team or the place they like to eat to what they really believe in. I'm Major Harding, president of Hunt Life. When you see someone wearing a Hunt Life shirt or hat, You'll know some things about them right away. You'll know they're passionate about the outdoors. You'll know they invest time and energy and funds into preserving and protecting wildlife because they care about it. You'll know that they enjoy sharing the hunting experience with everyone they can. And you'll know that, for them, hunting isn't a hobby. It's a way of life. If you're a hunter, it's time you told the world what kind of person you are. Visit HuntLife.com and browse the hunt shop for hats and shirts and decals and more. And while you're there, become a member. It's fast, easy, and absolutely free. And you'll connect with a world of people who share your feelings about hunting. Take aim with Hunt Life. America's number one camo pattern just got better. All new breakup infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of feel. Twelve years of research give it unequaled, effective design. Together, they break up Hunter's Outline like never before. Check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. 
Break up infinity from Mossy Oak. It's not a passion, it's an obsession. There was the explosion, and I remember just opening my eyes, and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery, and what's going to happen next? The Wounded Warrior Project said, look, brother, everything's going to be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997 or visit WoundedWarriorProject.org. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. I'm Jeff Lagerman, again with uh, Kevin Favor, Kirk Waltz, and uh, talking a little hunting, a little fishing, a mm-hmm. little Florida fishing, a little weather, a little bit of everything today. And Because uh, it's that time of year. It is, because you can kind of enjoy a little bit of everything. And uh, last weekend after the show, I had a chance to do something I haven't done in a long time. What's that? Brim fishing. Oh, I love that, man. Yeah. Now, you red breast or what? No, I don't, I don't, I don't, man, I don't know. Not not red breast brim. They were just blue, shell crackers, bluegills, yeah. whatever Blue they color. are. Right. Big old dark purple oh, brim. Yeah, shell crackers. And uh, a buddy of mine, Fred, has got a uh, dock on a river. Nice. And he's got this uh, pretty neat little deal. You know, we we all got or all seen fish feeders on pond. Mm-hmm. You know, it's catfish central. Right. You know, catfish. You know, I got one on my pond. Boy, when you mm-hmm. got that timer set off, and all of a sudden you. You know, you walk over to the feeder about five minutes before the feeder goes off and the water is already just <laughs> yeah. moving. Yeah. Yep. And Fred came up with a pretty neat idea, and he took about a, a six-inch PVC pipe. And for this is for a river, and he, he, he's he got holes drilled around the bottom, mm-hmm. okay? And it, and it hangs off of a dock. And so this is a tidal estuary. Mm-hmm. And so when the tide comes up and down, the bottom part of this PVC pipe has all the holes in it. He keeps it filled with dog food. Ah, and so when the dog food gets wet, particles go through the holes. It slowly seeps out. How about that? You would not believe the number of brim that are just sitting there just going. Waiting. Oh, yeah, there's a piece. There's a piece. And, and all we do is we t- we'd actually take a little piece of a. <laughs> dog food. Uh, no, didn't even use dog food. We used, uh, there's a saltwater-based gulp. Yep. Oh, uh-huh. I thought you were going to say bread balls. No, it, little gulp baits, which are like scented yep. baits. And for those that have never tried them in fresh water for catfish, awesome. try them. Yeah. Mm. They have a scent that they just can't turn down. And many years ago, there, what was the name of the company that used Fish to, Bites. Fish Bites. Yeah. And, and they actually make these scientifically scented baits. And they had freshwater ones. They had saltwater ones. And the gulp are for salt water, but they, they work for catfish. Mm-hmm. We put a little piece of gulp bait on a spinning rod, you know, ultralight spinning rod, and, and just drop it down, and, it, and that little piece looked like a piece of dog food. Mm-hmm. Just hear it feel a little thump, and that game on. We crushed them. Man. Mm. Did you take we, Dylan with it? We crushed them. Oh, he's, he's, he loves it. Okay, yeah. Okay, good. He absolutely loves it. I, my favorite thing for fishing with those was a cane pole. With a full length of, of line all the way to the butt, you know, like mm-hmm. a 12 foot, and one of those little white sponge spiders. A and, what? Yeah, you don't remember those little sponge spiders? No. They're, what they were was a, a, like a single hook, like a number one short shank hook, with a piece of sponge wrapped around it. 
that resembled a little white spider, and then they use rubber bands for their legs, white rubber bands. And you just pull it. You just twitch it, and yeah. then you you know hear the big, man, they just pop that thing. <laughs> yeah, a little, pop, little popper. Yeah. Pop. Yeah, yeah, just poom, man, they just pop the daylights out of that. That was so much fun. I I actually have a, a, a little brim fly rod, mm-hmm. you know, and I by no means am I a fly rod <laughs> man. Okay. I, Kirk's the fly rod guy. Are you fly rod guy? Yeah, I love doing that. Well, yeah, I, but he puts a live bait on the end of it. Yeah, hey, catches the fish, though. <laughs> he does. You know? I'm like, dude, what That's are you doing? That's cheating. Yeah. I'm oh, like, come man, on. come on. Y'all aren't that, that purist now. Come on. But, well, but I, I mean, everybody should, if, if, if you like to catch it brim, and I don't know anybody that doesn't know like doesn't like to catch brim. I mean, I just don't know anybody. I mean, right. they catch brim. Dude, and, I love it. That's what I grew up doing. Yeah. yeah. I used to lose sleep over oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I had, I remember growing up as a kid, my dad wasn't a fisherman, but, but his dad liked to catch fish. And we had those old bamboo cane poles, you right. know, and you'd tie the line mm-hmm. on the end of the thing. And so when I was a kid, you used to, you used to flip it out there. I mean, that was like, you know, a kid's version of a fly rod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, a couple of years ago, my, my Mr. Bill bought me a brim fly rod and I can't do the old whippity whip. I can't, <laughs> I can't do that. I mean, maybe I can with about, 15 feet of mm-hmm. line on it you know but using one of them for brim yeah is a ball oh yeah yeah I, you know we uh we've got the five acre pond at our place in georgia and, and my kids had never brim fished never never what's wrong you with know? you dad well they grew up saltwater fishing yeah. you know what i mean they went straight <laughs> into reds and trout they didn't you know they yeah. didn't have the little pond right and they had never eaten a brim Oh, that's delicious. To me, it's one of the best. Cut I, the head I, off, I, gut I, it, and run a spoon down both absolutely. sides. Yep. Fry the whole thing. We'd fight it, over the that's tail. That's what I used to do. Dude, absolutely. So I told him, I said, we're, we're going to have a fish fry. So we did the, the, the basically the, the, the cane poles with the little cork and a cricket. Crickets, man. Mm-hmm. They love them crickets, don't and, they? And at that time, I, folks, if you, this pond that I have, it, it, I have actually a food plot on the edge of it. And at that time, the water was so high that it had gotten into that food plot. Mm-hmm. So you could wade. It was only like knee deep, and we were, you know, you go up there to the beds with that cane pole and just and just ease that cricket up. And dude, we just we we caught a five gallon bucket of them in, in no time, big Crush ones, them. yeah, you know. And 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 of course, you know who had to clean them all, Dad. Dad, you know. So anyway, I cleaned them all, and we did the, you know, just what you talked about, Kurt. You know, whack the heads off, scale them, gut them, and throw them into daggum. Grease. And, and the grease. Yep. And, and those kids, I mean, they're you, so good. Remember the cartoons when they hold up the tail and all yep. you see? <laughs> yep, yep. That's exactly what it was. Like we the old had cartoon so where the cat fun. had yeah. a little thing. That's what it looked like. <laughs> hey, nothing better than that. A big old pot of stone ground, grits and cheese, American yeah, cheese. No, 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 no. Extra, extra sharp cheddar. Extra, extra grits. sharp cheddar. Yes, and sir. some uh, coleslaw, son, mm. back away. And, 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 and getting up the next morning. To go turkey hunting? Oh, son. Because it was in the springtime? Yeah. Mm. Oh, dude, I would break out the cold fried brim for breakfast and be like, Dad, you mm. I'm like, heck yeah, I'm eating it right now, brother. This is what it's all about. Hey, speaking of that, mm-hmm. uh, um, did y'all see the post on our, our uh, uh, message board uh, about the, the first deer with the bow? Did y'all read that story? Huh. Did not. Yeah, it was a pretty good no. story uh, uh, from uh, Shadow Jag, which is one of our members on the uh, Hunt Life community. And he talked about his first uh, deer with a bow, and it sounded like me. Um, and, and my emotions kind of ran high when I, w- I read it. You know, he he's uh, starting out as a bow hunter, and and I think that's really what hooks us all is that that passion for climbing up in tree, that twenty to thirty yard shot, 
And he he did he sound it sounded like a Kirk story because the first one went over his head, mm-hmm. second one went underneath his belly, mm-hmm. you know, and he's shaking like a leaf. And it's what's so neat about shooting a bow is if if a deer is relaxed or a hog or whatever you're shooting at, and you miss, if you just if you're patient, Kevin Jeff, you know that mm-hmm. you know you sometimes get a second. Very fortunately, you'll get a third shot. <laughs> I've never had the third shot. No, no. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I just I'm I'm. I've been there, done that, far as the missing goes, and, and, and I can certainly relate to the shaking part. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> you know? Can't wait. We, uh, um, I know that, um, my buddy Roger and, and Colt went up last weekend, um, and, you know, we, we put out our trail cameras with our little corn piles, uh, to, to do our little survey. Right. And, um, so, so Roger came back this week, him and Colt, after working for three days. And came back with about five or six different chips, and we sat there and, and, and looked at it and surveyed it. Man, uh, and, and 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 what's so interesting is is we had we you know we went up before that and and did our work weekend and put up all of our stands and stuff. Right. And so we've got all these pictures of these bucks, a lot of bucks. Obviously, they're they're in bachelor groups right now, and a lot of does. And 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 I'm looking in the background, and, and I can just see my stands. Barely in the background. You're going, going, yeah, going, oh, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is good stuff mm-hmm. right here. Man, I mean, it, it's so much fun to start doing your, your trail cam surveys right now, Jeff, oh, yeah. because, you know, the, 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 the bucks are really starting to get the horns on them yeah. real good. You know, they're, they're, in, you know, all velvet and stuff, but still, you know, we've got a lot of, a lot of seven, eight, nine points, um, a lot of nice deer and, uh, and, and then a lot of, a lot of big does. Uh, very few fawns though, which is kind of surprising, you know. Uh, we've got we've got some probably you know two or three spotted fawns, but for the most part uh, the, the the does are still giant and fat. I'm just fired up. I mean it's oh, been yeah. a long summer. <clears throat> been working my hindquarters off since March. I mean you and I both have been going at it. Um, it's it's I, I very much look forward to uh, yes the next month. You going to Kentucky again this year? We are. We've already planned a nine day trip up there. Um, the property owner that owns the piece up on top of the mountain. Did you get permission on that? We got permission on that. And, and he said, I heard you guys really had a good time up here. He asked, uh, Larry's cousin, well, would you like us to put a road in? That was a construction company. And, and he's like, well, yeah, if you want to. So he went in there with a bulldozer and plowed a road to the top from our side. And, uh, the only thing I was talking to Larry about the other day is that, you know, the only way to get up there is with a four-wheeler. Right. I mean, it just, it kills you going up. I, I, I'd walked it the first year, and though I could do it, yeah, it ain't a whole lot of fun. Right, you know, right. So, you get to the top, you're dead, you're dead for 30 right. minutes. A couple questions. Uh, how much is your tag? It's it, it's over the counter, correct? Uh, you can yeah, over the counter yeah. uh, internet. It it runs about two hundred and twenty five bucks. Very similar to Georgia. Right. Know? And and how many days are you going? Uh, we're going for nine days. Nine days. And then you can get extra doe tags. Doe tag, extra doe tag. You get one doe tag. Uh, you can shoot uh, uh, two bucks. I think it's two bucks. Just like Georgia, and then you can buy as many doe tags as you want. So I, you, we, we always buy a couple of extra just for the heck of it. Oh yeah, heck yeah, let, them, let it wing, brother. Well, and if you don't end up using them, big deal. The money's going to the state's DNR. That's right. You know, so it's all good. Yeah, folks, you're listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show with me, Jeff Logman, Kevin Favor, and Kirk Waltz. We'll break here and uh, and don't forget all throughout the week, just like Kirk talked about with uh, sharing a post on the message board. Go to HuntLife.com and uh, join the community and, and meet all the others. We'll be right back. 
As a hunter, we all know that perfect morning. You wake up early before the sun, you have a cup of coffee, grab some snacks, and start towards your stand. You have waited for this morning all year. The wind's perfect, the temperature's just right, and the bucks are in full rut. You sit in the dark, straining your ears for any little noise. The sun finally starts to filter through the trees, then it happens. A doe comes by you on a fast trot. You immediately clip your release to your bow because you know he is coming. You hear a loud grunt and see antlers. It's a buck, a big buck. You stand up trying not to concentrate on the antlers. Your hands are shaking. You can't control the trembling in your knees. You draw the bow back praying the buck continues down the trail. But as big bucks do, he turns. Your heart sinks. You have a decent shot, but not one you're comfortable with. You decide to let him go. Even though you're disappointed, you can't help but think just how cool that was. The folks at Hunt Life, they know how you feel. That's why they started Hunt Life, so we can share our outdoor experiences with each other. If you know this feeling, visit HuntLife.com, because Hunt Life knows it's all about the outdoor experience. Since the first days at Mossy Oak, we've been about getting close to critters. That's what drove us to create Original Breakup more than 12 years ago. Today we're doing it again with all-new Breakup Infinity. Six layers of detail give it great depth of field. Twelve years of research give it unequaled, effective design. Hey, check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, America's number one camel pattern, just got better. Let fish and wildlife biologist Scotty Brown's 25 years of experience work for your property with Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management. They help landowners on developing and managing properties where recreational fishing and or hunting is the priority. Their lake management services include fish population sampling, electrofishing, water analysis, vegetation establishment or reduction, lake design or renovation, and long-term management strategies for your water body's future. Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management installs and repairs aeration systems, fountains, fish and game feeders, and their own design, Forever Tree Fish Attractors. They're experts in keeping small public water bodies and retention ponds in housing developments and golf courses working properly. So if you're looking to improve your property's aquatic resources, call Scotty Brown at Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management at 214-383-3223. That's 214-383-3223. I've been a member of the Federation for 18 years. The Federation stands for good stewardship of the resources and preserving our hunting heritage through those efforts, I want my kids to be able to enjoy the same privilege that I have. My father joined the Federation for me, and I've done the same for my children. Jakes, women in the outdoors, and wheeling sportsmen, they want to be the best conservation organization in the world. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. And welcome back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. We're talking a little bit of everything today in the outdoors, talking fishing, talking hunting. And you know what I'm doing this week? What? This week coming up, Tuesday? Fishing, hunting. Uh-uh. Well, yeah, I'm fishing and hunting. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm, I'm fishing in the morning time, but uh, you know what I'm doing that evening? What? I'm going alligator hunting. Are you really? I'm going wow. on my first alligator hunt. I, Sweet. I, I've never done it. Me either. Um, you know, so, I, you know, because it, it really hasn't been that long since, you know, we've, we've had, you know, alligator tags, and, and, I, and I just kind of blew it off. You know, and because, and, but now it's, it's, it's a very, very big deal here in Florida. Um, so. And Georgia so I, now. Georgia's issuing tags now. Th- that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And so I, I can't wait. I mean, I'm really, really looking forward to going and doing this because I, and I, you know, I, because I'm going on Tuesday evening, um, you know, I took Wednesday off of work. 
so that you know if we you're have out to, there all night yeah well, you're gonna be out there night. yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so that's, uh, that's cool I, i'm really looking so now forward you're, to you're it. going alligator hunting and you're going with your buddy mike yep uh he got the tag and it it's kind of a alligator hunt in, in florida and other places i mean it's kind of a group group affair yeah what is mike thinking you know because you know you can take one basically i think do they have size limits restrictions for the alligators i, I don't I no, it's I a don't slot think so. Limit. I didn't yeah. think so. No, I don't think so. <laughs> slot limit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let's measure this one. Yeah. <laughs> Who's yeah. short? Got to throw him <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah. Um, you know, and this isn't like uh, swamp people. They don't go out there and just shoot them, you know? Yeah. Um, this is, it, this is, this is totally a different, you know, I mean, they actually catch a lot of them. They, they, they snag them with, with a big spinning reel. Yeah. And then harpoon them and then bang stick them. That, but but besides that, I don't know any any more of, of how it's done. See, that's why they with... want you to go because they know you cast real well, so you'll be able to flip that treble hook over there to you, you know you snag that big one. I, I hope you get a dinosaur. I just, I just can't. I you know I mean I can't. I, I have seen alligators my whole life, and, and and I can't imagine throwing a big gang hook out there and snagging one and thinking that I got to reel this thing in close enough to to harpoon him. And then we got to get a bang stick. This is going to be good. I'll video it. Are you going to no, take I, your pistol? Huh? I don't own a pistol. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't like pistols. Pistols scare me. I got you. Yeah. Mm-mm. So, so where are you going? Uh, I think Crescent Lake. Okay, Crescent Lake in Florida. Okay. Yep. yep. What's Mike got his heart set on size wise? I, you know, I, I don't know. Or does he not care? No, I don't think he cares. You know, I hope I, you get a twelve footer. Dude, I, 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 I'd rather I, have a small one. They, I, I, they eat better, you know, right? I don't. I don't care. I, I just want to. I just want to kill one. Yeah, I think see, I, I get just, one. Yeah. yeah, I just want to get one. That'd be you know, wild. I don't care. Are you going with a guide or? No, he is the guide. Oh, he's the guy. Yeah, he does this a lot. Ah, oh. yeah, yeah, he's the man. That'll be fun. But, yeah. What are you taking for a boat? I don't know. Because I'm thinking Jaws. We need a bigger boat. <laughs> I, I'd be taking my bay boat. I'd be go. Let's take the bay. That motor's quiet. Plus, you got a trolling motor. Trolling motor. You, yeah. Heck yeah. Can you imagine taking the yellow fin out there? <laughs> Why not? What the uh, heck? No, I don't. Plus, you got all those big lights. Yeah, oh, I do. I you do. Know? You're right. You're and right. And you got a stereo. No, I I, I understand. I yeah. understand. So, um, I, I I'm really looking forward to it. I, I know that uh, uh, I'm taking I'm taking Colt, my my 14 year old, and, and and truthfully, my wife is dying to go. So I got to see how much room, what kind of boat we have, and everything else. So you got to take the yellow fin. <laughs> That'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be fun. You know, when, when you when you when you a lot of people around the country, you know, you, you watch the other show, the television shows to see what people do in different parts of the country. Right. And one of the most popular, you know, destinations to do an outdoor activity, you know, for a lot of these national outdoor That's people right. is to come to Florida and do an alligator. Yeah, hunt. you see them. You see them bow hunt. They, you lot. know, what they do. They, for the most part, they come to Florida to do two things. Right. Well, three things: fish, you know, for the for the fishing shows. Mm-hmm. Number two is for the hunting shows, alligator hunt. Mm-hmm. Right, and number well, three actually would be four. Uh, number three, well, what, wait a minute. Hog. Go to Let the me beach. Back up. Yeah. Salt, saltwater fishing. Yeah. Right. Alligator hunting. Right. Osceola turkey hunting. Oh, okay. Uh, largemouth bass. Yeah. Gator big, hunting. Yeah, that's a big. Yeah. That's a big thing. Yeah. But, I mean, and then you know, Pitch so bass. and bass fishing, of course. Yeah. You know, so I mean, really, five things the state of Florida. People say, I gotta go there to right. do this. Yeah. I know that, that Kirk and I get this all the time. You know, we fish with a lot of people from out of state, and and hunting always seems to to come up because I think that most people that fish hunt 
um, is is hog hunting. Hog hunting, boy, I mean, isn't that it, the truth? Uh, yeah, they 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 just want to talk oh. about hogs. Boy, they find out you got hogs. You're like, you got hogs. You got hogs, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's no big deal, really. Yeah, you know, well, I'll kill seven yeah, a like, year, and they go, th- seven? You got you got to kill seven last year? And yeah. I said, I could have killed a lot more. I just didn't want to stir up the woods, you know? Right, right. Yeah. So you're covered with them, and they're like. Man, we'd like come do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you don't do hog hunts, do you? And I go, no, I don't do that. That's my own personal time, and I do not take people yeah. hog hunting. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. But but they are pretty passionate about it. I mean, again, you know, I, I always use him uh, as an example. Uh, my, my father-in-law, Grandpa Jimmy, you know, his, his dream is to kill a hog. He, he <laughs> I can't li- believe it, too. He, he lives How many years have we been trying to get him on a hog? It's been years. I, I, it, well, as long as I've been married, 18 years. He still hasn't gotten one? No, dude, he, I mean, Parker took him to... That's Our buddy Scott Parker took him to the honey hole, yeah. and he didn't see a hog. You know? I took him twice yeah. and walked all through our place for hours. Yeah. And I'm like, you are snake bit. He is snake I mean, bit. usually you could bring somebody up here and in, in, in an hour and a half, two hours, find a hog up there. Took him out there for hours. <laughs> I'm like, Grandpa Jimmy, I don't know what your problem is, but you got a skunk all over you on this hog thing. I, yeah. I was reading an article, gosh, I guess it was this in the last two weeks that there was some township or some somewhere in the country and i can't remember exactly where it was that they were having a huge hog problem in a, in a suburban area yeah you know and so for those that boy we want hogs mm. no no you don't <laughs> well you know me, you don't and want they, them they have really migrated everywhere i know that when we used to go up to uh uh elberton with jim mccollum and i was talking to leary jenkins the other day and leary and jim went up to get their food plots ready in elberton and they have never had Elberton, hogs okay, we're probably That's people. on the uh, so, north. You know, somebody in Texas is going Elberton. Yeah, where, Elberton, where's that? Elberton, Georgia is uh, northeast of Atlanta on the at the five-point areas, you know, mm-hmm. where uh, Georgia comes into, what is it, North Carolina, South Carolina. Anyway, I think it's right on the border of South Carolina. And they've never had hogs up there, ever. And now they said they're, they've got them everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just That's tearing up the soybean fields and oh, yeah. the peanuts and Bobby's going nuts up there because, you know, it's bad enough that he hates deer eating all his crops. Now he's got hogs in the crops. Well, I know that I know that uh, if you look at a hog, they say that they can have two litters a year. and Up to 16. Up to like 15, 16, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. piglets per litter. Mm-hmm. I mean, do the math on that. When you know the old commercial, the old pert shampoo commercial? Yeah. I told a friend, he told two friends, they told two friends, and all of a sudden, bang, the whole screen is filled with multiple images something about pert and hogs just <laughs> yeah, together yeah, I, I don't is, know i don't know the, the I'm analysis just, I'm, well, trying shampoo. to do illustrate that i mean how yeah. fast that oh they, yeah. yeah population of wild pigs and, can can just explode and, and, a, and, a, and a sow doesn't even have to be a year old i know right. she can have, have a litter yeah have a litter yeah and and i don't know if you guys have also seen is that the state of texas did now approve landowners can now sell aerial hog hunts dude that, that. Looks, oh my gosh, that looks like a ball. That would be fun. Yeah, mm. to get up in a helicopter, and and you've seen the videos. Oh, I, know you have, I think you've seen them yeah, to folks, me. Folks, if you haven't seen them before, you know, go to go just Google, you know, search uh, aerial hog hunting, you know, and you, you'll see some videos. You're just going, wow, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to do that. Mm-hmm. Something something we might have to have a road trip on. Okay, aerial hog hunting in Texas, and they get these vast open agricultural areas it, it's oh there's some animal rights people that just wouldn't like that <laughs> until they got in the yard but ask us, if we, ask us if we care on that yeah, anyway, you're listening right. to the hot life outdoor show we'll take a quick break we're right back
As a turkey hunter, we've all been there. You're on your eighth day of hunting the same gobbler, and every morning he's made you look silly. Your kids think you've lost your mind. Your wife's beginning to wonder if you're really turkey hunting. You keep telling yourself this morning will be different. Conditions are perfect, 45 degrees, very little wind, and there is no moon. As you sit in the dark, your eyes get heavy. With your eyes closed, the whippoorwills keep you awake. And just before the sun rises, the familiar song of the cardinal catches your attention because you know it won't be long until the game begins. You've decided this morning to be quiet. Just let him gobble on the roost. Just after daybreak, he does just that. You know it's him because his gobble is way too familiar. It's all you can do not to call back. You hear him fly down, and then you hear the hen start to call. You make one soft call and get the gun ready. First you see a hen, then all you see is a swinging beard. He comes into view, and you fold him up. This morning, you guessed right. What a cool feeling. The folks at Hunt Life, they know how you feel because at Hunt Life, they know it's all about the outdoors experience. Visit them at HuntLife.com. You want to get really close to critters this fall? Then you'll have to try all-new Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of field. Twelve years of research give it unequal, effective design. Together, they represent the most dramatic, high-tech leap in the history of camo. Check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, America's number one camo pattern just got better. We know the future of hunting depends on our nation's youth. But did you know that in many states, it's illegal for you to take your son or daughter hunting until the age of 12 or even older? As a result, we have fewer young hunters, and the Families of Field program is designed to eliminate those barriers. Hunting is safe, and the safest hunters of field are young people with adult mentors. Visit our website at familiesoffield.org to find out how you can bring more families afield. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. And welcome back. And uh, we had the, uh, well, I, I can't really use the Westervelt biologist anymore because he's not. Dave Edwards, biologist yep. who worked at Westervelt for many years. Right. Uh, on and, and he had talked extensively about the Land and Wildlife Expo that was coming up in Nashville, Tennessee, and that is is going on right now. This weekend. And uh, next weekend, uh, next weekend we're going to get an update on how that went because I've been, you know, c- texting, conversation, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, with two guys, Scotty Brown, our, our fisheries biologist for, for Hunt Life, and then also Dave, our uh, wildlife biologist for for Hunt Life, uh, the both of those guys are at the Land and Wildlife Expo in Nashville, Tennessee, and they're having a great time. Yep. Yeah. I talked to Dave Edwards yesterday, as a matter of fact. They, they've awesome. been they've been sending me texts left and right. Hey, you know this one's on for you. You know they're having a few drinks at night and having a good time. Both of the guys have said that the, the turnout was huge mm-hmm. for this event, and last year. They were supposed to have it in Nashville, and then the flooding in Nashville was epic. Mm-hmm. And it and flooded the, I mean, I don't know if you remember, it flooded the Radio City Music Hall. Yep. It flooded Grand the Grand Ole Opry. Grand Ole Opry. Mm-hmm. Uh, flooded everything in Nashville, and so they had to push back the, the first annual Everland and Wildlife Expo. Well, it's, go, it's going on right now. And they have said that, that the turnout is huge yep. uh, and that they're all impressed with how this whole thing is run. And so... We wanted to be there. We ended up not being able to go, but next year we're going to we're going to try to make it happen to where we're bringing the show there to the thing. But we're going to get a report next week on how this whole event went mm-hmm. to let people know because you know we always 
talk about going to the NWTF's National Convention in February. And the cool thing is about this Land and Wildlife Expo, it everything is now kind of rolled into this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. QDMA, Quality Deer Management Association, has had their annual convention there at the Land and Wildlife Expo. It's a great way that these conservation organizations have been pooling resources together. And after looking at the schedule of events that they had for the multi, you know, couple of days that this thing is going on, I, I, I want to go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, you and got, go. And you got, you got a lot of celebrities there. Jeff Foxworthy is there. Scotty Brown out. said that Jeff Foxworthy, Foxworthy, and it was part of a dinner, you know, where you could buy the dinner and then you listen to Jeff Foxworthy. He said it was hilarious. He said he was fantastic. And of course, I deer hunted with Foxworthy a few years ago and he is a funny guy. He is a funny guy. Cool. So, uh, next year, folks, mark your calendar. Find out when the Land and Wildlife Expo is going to be going on for next year. After hearing the reviews so far that are in on the Land and Wildlife Expo, it is a destination for outdoors. Yeah, I can't wait. So I, I, I'd like to go see that. No question. Uh, it, it would Dr. be a, Grant it, Woods, it'd probably Dr. be a little James overload. Crow, yeah, you know the uh, uh, habitat management. Every topic that you could think of. If if you have a hunting lease or uh, if you're a landowner, you know all the different programs that you know have that state and national wildlife agencies and conservation organizations have for improving habitat, et cetera, it's a destination for sure. Yes. You've been listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show with me, Jeff Logman, Kevin Favor, and Kirk Waltz, and we'll talk to everybody next week. And once again, we'll get an update on the Land and Wildlife Expo. We'll talk to everybody next week. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Be sure to check out the very latest in the Hunt Life by logging on to HuntLife.com. The Hunt Life Outdoor Show is a product of Hunt Life Productions. Copyright 2011.